Welcome to episode 152 of the No Clue Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. We're back post-draft. Uh, off-season moves. The off-season has officially begun. Um, let's talk about the draft first, though. Yes. Uh, obviously, you know, I think Cunningham was the overwhelming uh, favorite to go number one. Um, I thought the top three was no real surprises. Yeah, no surprises there at all. Right. Uh, I thought the teams just kind of took the best guy available. Mm-hmm. Um, like Mobley, I'm interested to see Mobley on all these teams. Yeah. Uh, but I think the Cavs need him more than uh, the Rockets and Detroit does. I I think the Rockets, I think he would help the Rockets a lot though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Especially since, um, you know, the Cavs, well, um, they're losing uh, Jared Allen. I think Jared Allen, uh, restricted free agent, I think. Hmm. Yeah, so. And I, I, I imagine it's going to be more tempting to play through the third pick than paying Allen probably a little bit more than he's worth. Right. Right. Exactly. And he deserves, don't get me wrong, he deserves a nice contract. Yeah, he does. He does. Absolutely. And he's someone who has actually gotten better and better every single year. Yeah. But let's talk about these guys, man. Who 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 do you like the most? Who are you the most concerned about? Whether it's the team or the skill set? What do you think? Uh... We talked about it a little bit. I I haven't seen the Magic get a good, a right draft pick in a while that I thought would like go to the Magic and really make a change. I don't see Suggs doing really anything for the Magic. Um, the problem is it's Orlando. <laughs> exactly. Because Suggs is a good pick. Like he's he a is. good logical pick. He is. But again, I talk about this all the time. Every offseason, we talk about this. What's the direction? Right. And I haven't seen that with Orlando in our entire podcast life. Orlando has, and I mentioned this, they have like the number one rated guard from like the last four drafts already on the team. Yeah. So, I mean, they got Fultz. Um, uh, what's the kid? Cole. Um they stuck OG Carter Williams is over there. Carter Williams is back there too. I I feel like he is, yeah. Yeah, and they got Hampton. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's like, uh. And again, it's weird because like players develop there. Cole Anthony, that's what I was thinking of. Oh yeah, yeah. But, like players develop there, but again, the team like. It never really impacts the team, right? Right. It never translates. Issue. Yeah, it never translates to wins. You can't really even tell if it's causing losses. Like, right. The Magic are—they're just like in a purgatory spot right now, big time. And uh, and the thing is, they're getting you know pretty high picks and just not making these, you know. Th- Cole Anthony, as good as he was and as good as he even played last year, 
the way he plays is not an instant impact kind of game. It's hard to be an instant impact 6'2", 6'3", guard in the NBA now. Just in general, it's hard. Um, uh, RJ Hampton, even though they didn't draft him, they got him through you know trades or whatever. Uh, hasn't really seen anything to show that he would really help the team. Getting Suggs... I think Suggs is a good impact guy for a team that is already decent. Or, like, if that's the missing spot you have, you're missing a combo guard and you put Suggs there, that's cool. But uh, when you have nothing and you get just another project, I don't I don't think anyone thinks Suggs is an instant impact in the NBA is my point. So <laughs> they have a team full of guys who make no impact at the moment. Yeah, they just they've they haven't been able to put it together, and their talent yeah. like shows itself because they're they're competitive enough to make the playoffs any random year. Yeah, but again, you're making the playoffs to go out in the first round—that's not really like a future, right? That's just you not sucking completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's have, just tough. Oh, go ahead. It's just tough with Orlando because a lot of the teams we talked about during the playoffs, like whatever problems they had, we can kind of see a way to fix it. Right. Even the teams that didn't make the playoffs, in a lot of situations, we could see the improvement or the, like, what needs to improve. Yeah. I don't see that in Orlando. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah, me either. Me either, and you know, I think they made a they made a ballsy move last year with um, you know trading Vooch to the the Bulls for Wendell Carter Jr. and and Fournier. Yeah, and Fournier to Celtics. Uh, well, three way trade, and um, uh, also they got Otto Otto Porter too. Um, so Gary Harris as well. They got. So, but again, uh, like most teams, picking up Gary Harris, I, I see why. Yeah. Orlando is one of the few teams who got two impact wings, and I have no clue why they got them. Right. Because exactly. playing playing Otto Porter only like only negates some of the up and coming players you do have. Right. Same thing with Harris, to be honest. It kind of limits some of your guards who need time. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I don't know what they're doing. So <laughs> projected starting five for them next year would be, uh, I'm guessing Fultz, Suggs, Porter. No, <laughs> Suggs, Porter, Harris, uh, Bamba, and Carter Jr. Wendell Carter Jr. Or no, Man, Isaac. A... Isaac is coming back. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's the three or the four. I mean, but... I don't hate it, but I don't care enough about it to yeah. like <laughs> to like for it to matter. <laughs> right, and that, I, maybe they just got Wagner because his brother is already there. Is that why? <laughs> That's it has to be. <laughs> but with the ninth pick. And the and his brother they barely use. It's and, not like he's 
Atentacumpo. Yeah, his brother dude, though. He... His brother has shown that like you, if you put him in the right positions in the right role, he could contribute. He can, yeah. And okay. I saw that when he was playing in college. I was like, I see a skill set for a big who could come in and just be a mismatch because he has different skills. Yeah, he was tough. He was really tough in college. Right. Yeah. With Franz, I didn't really see that. No. <laughs> All right, let's move on from Orlando. Uh, what do you, The one pick we both were kind of um, intrigued or... I don't want to say confused because that sounds negative, but um, the number four pick, Scotty Barnes, uh, to Toronto. Um, I'll keep it negative. I don't mind. <laughs> Bad pick for you? I, I just, like, is Ananobi not there? Is this He's guy there. not exactly the same caliber of player? They like that caliber of player. He's idea. more of a project than I think Ananobi was because Ananobi came in like with NBA defensive skill set. Yeah, Ananobi came in. I knew exactly what he was going to do on whatever team that picked him up. Right. I, and he's developing into a better shooter than I thought he would, to his mm-hmm. credit. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe Barnes could do that, but athletically, he doesn't. Like, I don't see the same potential that Ananobi has. Not me either. So that, that's my only real reservation, and maybe I'm sleeping on his athleticism. I mean, he, he body-wise, he's a freak, but as far as the everything else, I, I'm, not, I'm not seeing it. And the thing is, he's kind of in between as far as position goes because I know he liked to handle the ball a lot at um, Florida State, but... I don't see him handling the ball on an NBA level. Um, I don't see him really playing guard at an NBA level. So, uh, or defending at a small forward position at an NBA level. So it it is going to be, it is going to be a little bit um, interesting. But one thing I do like about it, the more I kind of thought about how he fits in Toronto specifically. Mm -hmm. Now that Lowry's is out, they're yeah. going to have a lot more opportunity to go big. Yeah, they are. Like, yeah. and they didn't do that enough to me. I thought they're, a lot of the success they had the Kawhi year was because they played two bigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you play two experienced bigs. You put that with wings who could defend anybody. Mm-hmm. And then all you need is a, gu- a creative guard. And I think Van Fleet, even with the problems we had with him this past year... I think Van Fleet, like, there's a lot less pressure on him when there's more size in the game with him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, it... Oh, go ahead. My, my only thing is I just don't know if Scotty Barnes is ready to step in immediately. Mm-hmm. When you're getting the fourth pick, I need a guy, maybe not a star, but I need a guy who can step in immediately. Yeah. And that's yeah. where I'm... Skept, very skeptical about Scotty Barnes. He seems like a two-year guy at minimum. Yeah, I agree. I agree. As far with that. as like giving him time to find his role. But also to your point, they have a team that uh, with him, they can also go complete like a complete versatile lineup, where it's like just a completely positionless. Everybody yes. out there plays multiple positions because they could have yes. Barnes, 
Siakam, um, Boucher, and uh, OG out there at the same yeah. time. You know, uh, and I think they're capable of succeeding playing like that. Yeah, and you have Gary Trent who can you know bring the ball up court enough to play at the point, but really is a two. You have um, Van Vliet who obviously we know goes one and two. So uh, yeah, they could they could do that. They could figure it out. So yeah, Toronto's a team like I'm never gonna not be positive about their potential because I, I like how they play yeah uh, but again fourth pick you're taking in a, a question like the probably the biggest question mark easily the biggest question mark in the top five to me oh yeah yeah uh, that's for sure as far like he's the only one in the top five who I question some of his skills and how they'll translate yeah I, I really don't have that question for any of the other four guys and, and this is something that's kind of interesting about the Florida State uh, pipeline to the NBA in general. He often gets a lot of guys that in college look amazing, but in the NBA they take a really long time to blossom. Yes. like This is like a common common theme for him. Um, we saw Terrence Mann. I mean, he, he this is like his fifth year before he really even has any impactful games on the court. And they're still not like not like he's taking over one on one. It's just that he can hit shots. Yep. He can cut to the basket. He can just do regular things that people who know how to play basketball can do. I'm not taking anything away from his talent. He's a good player, but it's not like it's a But he like didn't a, Yeah, he didn't fit in until he could hit the corner shots. Right, exactly. So. Um and then we look at uh what was the kid's name? Raton Mays that like had like mm. thirty and yeah yeah 10 yeah <laughs> Xavier Raton yeah. Mays yeah yeah I remember him He's yeah really quick scorer <laughs> he looks amazing in college that then make it to the NBA and just doing what he does best which was scoring he didn't get a good look in the NBA and now I saw a clip of him I don't know where I don't remember where he was playing but he was eating people like alive yeah, I, I i saw pickup clips of him a while back and he looked he looked easily like the best player there and this yeah, was so, like pro runs so right a lot of so, talent in those so something about that florida state uh maybe they look they prepare great for college but the nba transition just isn't as smooth as some of these other schools that we you know put up here at the top level recruiting uh, NBA it's just, recruiting. It's tough because a lot of them end up kind of being like these late top 10 picks or mm-hmm. even like a top 15 pick. And when you get from like 5 to 15, the the situation you're going into is so crucial. Yeah, it is. Like the top five guys I have a different standard for because they're, they're expected to resurrect a, a dying franchise. Mm-hmm. And or be the, a part of the resurrection at least. Right. And 5 yeah. to 15, you're going into a team with talent more often than not. Yeah, who may or may not even really want that draft pick. Right. And and I mentioned this uh, you know, last year that that's one thing that is so overlooked as far as getting drafted is does the team actually want you on the team? 
Uh, I'll give just... you two examples off the top. Just looking at the top 15. Uh, mm-hmm. Davion Mitchell mm-hmm. to Sacramento. And uh, James Booknight to Charlotte. Exactly. There's no logic there. Other than no. val- a valuable asset. Right. And the best, like you said before, best available. Yep. Because Mitchell really could have went at six for me. I mean, he, I thought he did enough to go that high. I thought Booknight did enough to go top ten. Um, but these teams, you have Charlotte that has the Twins that are guards. They have uh, Graham. They have Lamelo. They have Monk. They have Rozier. And they all play the same position as Booknight. So they have five players ahead of him there. Davion Mitchell, you know, arguably the best rookie of last season, plays his position on that team. So it's like, what are we doing? And obviously, I mean, we know what Fox does. And Fox is a greyhound. He never has to come out the game, really. So it's like, what, what, like you said, what's the situation there? Yeah, what are they looking I, for? I couldn't tell you. And the tough part about it is, like, with a team like Sacramento, I don't trust, like, like San Antonio, if they get an asset, I know there's a plan, there's an idea, there's, like, yeah. a, a bigger, you know, idea that they have that, or some, a move they want to do. Yep. Sacramento just, you know, throws shit at the wall and sees what sticks. Yeah, yeah. They just try random shit, and this is a talented guard, probably the most NBA-ready guard skill, like point guard. Yeah, I, I, I mean, as far as athletics? Just I, from his overall game, maybe uh, the Creighton guard, I thought, looked pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who I think was late second round because he's not as athletic. Yeah. But so Mitchell, athletically and skill-wise, was the best NBA potential point guard I saw. Mm-hmm. And Sacramento scoops him. There's a good chance he ends up just sitting there. <laughs> Very good chance. Good chance he sits there. He maybe he gets thrown into the lineup when, you know, in, in an awful three-guard lineup or when guys get hurt. So he's going to look worse because the situation is not really built for him to succeed. Yep. And then his career is, you started off his career on the wrong note. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, uh, um, it's, just, it's frustrating to me, man. And with the book night situation, I, I didn't see a lot of one-on-one scores from the guard position as good as book night this year. I mean, he, he, UConn's team was not good and he was completely carrying them from a one-on-one score position. And, you know, you go to a team full of one-on-one point guard scores, guard scores. So. I just it's it's shocking to me that a team that's like you said so dominated by guards, their for for their bigs to have an impact, they have to develop into wings. Yeah, like Miles Bridges was useless until he developed into a small forward. Yeah, and, and PJ Washington was a power forward. You know, I compared him to Millsap coming into the league, and now he's like they're like a designated shooter for them at times. Exactly. Everybody's like a perimeter threat. Mm-hmm. And like I haven't seen a big man make an impact there 
since like Hernan Gomez turned up at the last ten games of of the season for no reason. I mean, they and had Dwight there, and Dwight wasn't doing anything. Man. Exactly. So the yeah. fact that they took Book Night, and I don't like it's it's like they took him, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I I just it's weird to me. Again, maybe they're maybe they're trying to make like bigger moves, but I don't trust the organization. Mike MJ does not make moves like like a next level thinker. No, he doesn't. He just makes random moves that are available. Yeah. So it makes me nervous for those guys, those two guys in particular, because I like them a lot. Yeah, me too. And yep. I wanted to see them like be put in a position to where I could really tell whether they belong in the league or not. Mm-hmm. And if Book Knight gets what what Malik Monk got for his first three years, I'm mm-hmm. gonna be sick. Yeah, because that's not a nobody succeeds like that. No, they don't. And Monk honestly has succeeded as much as he probably could. Monk Monk could be a real six man at a, on a lot of teams in the league. And exactly, and he's shown that playing like very you know. Very randomly, in, like incoherently, just kind of when guys are hurt or when the rotation's just being changed for no reason. Yep. There's no structure. Yeah, exactly. So I hope these guys do well, man. I hope I'm wrong and they get a chance to step in and, and help out. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, The Knicks just decided to pick the highest jumpers in the draft for some reason. Um. Uh, I see no rhyme or reason other than that they are good dunkers. Kai Jones from Texas, good player. Uh, Keon Johnson from Tennessee, my alma mater. Best vertical in the draft. That's basically it. No no offense to him, but I didn't see anything else. Uh, Jericho Sims. I wanted the Knicks to get him, but <laughs> after you already got the two highest jumpers in the first round, you go get the dude that hit his head on the rim. Cool. I like it. Uh, I'm not sure about Jeremiah Robinson Earl, but chances are same situation. But uh, no rhyme or reason, again, for the Knicks. So I just want to get that out of the way so we don't have to go back to them at all. Uh, Let's talk about the second round, man. Um, wait, Wait, is there anything else you want to say about the first round? Quentin Grimes to uh, the Clippers. I mean, DC, DC had to take the guy I shitted on probably more than anybody in the tournament. <laughs> and and what are they doing with him, man? I don't know. I don't know. Right. I, it's just... I, I see the potential, but it, it's mm-hmm. such a reach for that transition to be made well. I agree. And he's maybe he could develop into like a Connaughton type of player, but that's not a compliment, by the way, in any way. <laughs> if you've been watching our Milwaukee recaps for, for throughout the playoffs, you know if I'm comparing you to Connaughton, your trajectory is not looking great. Right. Uh. So. Um... Oh, also the Magic ended up getting Jason Preston, the kid that, you know, everyone's heard the stories, went viral, 
but why would you get him and Suggs? That's the part that was kind of weird to me. Again, after you already have the best four guards of the last four drafts, basically. Um, so the league just said, you know what, Detroit, you guys just get all the best players you could possibly get. Because second round, they end up getting Luka Garza, who was like the best center all season in college basketball. And Isaiah Livers, who was like the... I mean, he got hurt last year, but before he got hurt, he was projected to be like a top 20 pick. Yeah, he was the most NBA-ready big I saw at Michigan. Yeah. yeah, In a little bit that we saw him. He's like a complete stretch four, like in the league. Like right now, he'll probably be one of the better shooters in this draft. Yep. And and Garza is like a guy who you can't help but put in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, even if Garza's not... Like, Garza could have a bad training camp, and I'd still want to give, give him playing time. Exactly. So, I think Detroit did a great job. JT Thor, um, where did he play again? Uh, Auburn? Yeah, 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 yeah. Auburn. Yeah, he's tough. I didn't see Auburn too much, so I, I can't really speak on him. I remember Thor now for sure. He's real long, you know, um, smooth. They're, yeah, I like I like what Detroit did. I like what they did a lot. Um, I also like what the Pelicans did. Um, getting Herb Jones, Jared Butler. Nice pickups for the second round. Um, these, a lot of these guys in the second round were big names in college basketball. That's what was kind of surprising to me. The fact that B.J. Boston, Luca Garza, Jared Butler, uh, DeSumo, um, obviously Preston. Uh, let's see, who else? The, the Illinois kid, by the way, I think will help Chicago a lot. Me too. Me too. He fits. I mean, he fits right in. He's like, you take um, Kobe White out and put him in. I, you don't yes. lose that much. Yes, and, and you need you need a little more flavor than like Sadoransky could give you. Exactly, and I I prefer Sadoransky off the actual point. point. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like too. I like him at point forward, like point small forward. I think he's better at that, especially when you have scoring guards because you know you pass it off to him and the guard gets to actually run the play, and you have another right. good passer. Someone sees over the defense because he's you know his height. Um, I like Sharif Cooper to Atlanta. They got Sharif Cooper and Jalen Johnson. I like both those picks. Um, Cooper is is like a a long project to me. He is. He is. But I like that Atlanta. Atlanta is a good spot to give him that chance. Exactly, that, and that, that's what I like about it. Um, I don't have any other comments. I don't think for the. Uh, I mentioned I mentioned the Creighton guard uh, Zigarowski going to yeah. uh, Brooklyn. I believe he got Brooklyn, traded. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if the pick got traded or he did after getting picked, but uh, th- that's a good move, man. That's a good that's a good spot for for him to like get a chance to get some random minutes. Yeah, it is. They also got Cam Thomas in the first round. A lot of people were saying he's the best shooter of the draft out of LSU. I believe. Yeah, that's um, that's a good that's a good uh, 
disciplined draft move. Yeah. And it, it showed that they they went into the draft trying to fix some of the playoff issues. Yeah. Which yeah. I actually like. Yeah. Uh you got any other any other comments? I mean I, I don't think he's league I don't think he's gonna be a good league player, but I hope Aaron, Aaron Wiggins proves me wrong because he's a Maryland guy. Uh, he's he's going into you know, kind yeah. of a mess, mm-hmm. kind of a hot mess. So they're they're gonna throw him out there. I'm hoping. It's weird that they they get all these picks and they're not really doing anything. They they were moving <laughs> in the right direction and then they just blew all that shit up. Yeah, like they had all these great picks and to me, I didn't think I don't see any of their picks being like. Uh, transitional picks like yo we got him now we're about to do this with that and I, they just got all a bunch of all question marks it feels like yep and you know what i lost a lot of respect that they were willing to trade sga to not even get the number one pick to get like a top three pick yeah that to me the one guy who you've gotten out of all these picks and trades that like is it could be a cornerstone for the team. Yeah. You're moving him for Jalen Green. Yeah. I, I wouldn't shown... move him for Exactly. Jay, Jay exactly. That's that's yeah. my whole point. It, and if if you're moving like a, a smaller package or maybe for a pick and another good player, okay, maybe I could see that. I'd give up every pick I had in this draft for Green or Mobley before I give up SGA for him. That's what I'm saying. You, you talk about guys who improve every year. SGA yeah. has made a huge leap every single year. Yeah. So the fact that they're like not sold on him, of all things, I'm like, dude, that's the one consistent thing you had all year. Yeah. And they had six picks in this draft. I'd give up six picks for him easily. I mean, for the one of the top three. Yeah. Top three. Yeah, they yeah. It's tough that they didn't get a top five at that six. Getting the sixth pick kind of hurt them. Yeah. Because uh, getting any of those top five guys, even Scotty Barnes, I think would, would help them out quite a bit. Yeah, I do too. Because mm-hmm. they, they're another team that has that. Uh, I don't know Giddy at all. They have another team that has that ability to go like real versatile with their whole lineup. Yeah, they're we're not really gonna know what their even direction is until we see what they do with Kemba. Yep, because it's good. It's like ninety ninety five percent chance he's gonna be moved. Yeah, for something. Well, I want to yeah. see what that is. Yeah, me too. Um, Warriors picks. I'm not looking too deep into them. I saw Kaminga. I wasn't impressed. I saw Moody in college. I liked his game, but I don't see either of them really affecting uh, Golden State much. But Golden State, because they'll put like their four starters out with one rookie and make the rookie kind of just like force him to get better. I, and I like that they do that. Yeah, Not a lot I, of the teams. I wish more teams. That. I was just gonna say. I wish more teams would do that. Yeah, I, and I think the Clippers did that with Man here and there in the first two years. But I love that the Warriors do that. But the Warriors give you real playing time. 
Yeah, they do. Like, Terrence Mann did not get that. No, he didn't. You're right. He Guys didn't. had to get hurt for Terrence Mann to get real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warriors give guys a chance, which I really like. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's get into the moves that have been made. Um, first of all, let's start, let's start small. I mean, all these, uh, not a lot of big moves other than the con, like the contract decisions so far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... Tristan Thompson has been traded uh, to where again? Atlanta. For Atlanta. Chris, and for then Chris Dunn, I believe, and a pick. He got traded to Atlanta for Chris Dunn and a pick, and then he got moved again to Sacramento for DeLon Wright. So DeLon Wright is in Atlanta. Tristan Thompson is in Sacramento. Chris Dunn is in Boston. Any when thoughts? Did, when did DeLon Wright leave Dallas, by the way? How did I miss that? Like, how did he get to Sacramento? Did he go from Toronto to Dallas? I I think so. <laughs> so he went from Toronto to Dallas. I just I remember him being in Dallas, being For pretty Kali good. Sun, maybe. Mm, that might be it. Cause I'm trying to think who I'm trying to think what other sense. connection is there between Dallas and Sacramento. That would make that would make sense because that's the only one I could think of. Because I don't remember Delon Wright just like being a free agent signing places like that. But anyway, <laughs> that's we're getting. It's it's a <laughs> small point. Small point. How did he get to Dallas? From Toronto, I want to say. Yeah, but did he get traded or did he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Are you looking it up? Yeah, here we go. Uh, on February... Oh, wait. Is this still on? Or? Yeah, it's still on. On February 7th, 2019, Wright, CJ Miles, and Valachunas were traded for Mark Gasol. So then he, got, he went to Memphis. He was in Toronto first. He went to Memphis. Memphis and then Dallas. Yeah, then... Wright was acquired by Dallas in a sign-in trade. Okay. And the draft rights to Satnam Singh and two picks. Then he was traded to the Pistons in a three-team trade involving OKC. Then he was traded to Sacramento for Corey Joseph, who never went to... That's crazy, because I just saw Detroit wave Corey Joseph, and I was like, yo, how did he get there? So that's how we got okay, there. Yeah. Okay, now now we got to the bottom of it. Well, who was in that OKC trade for? Who came from OKC to Detroit? Why does he get moved like he sucks, by the way? I know. He was that's... actually really good on Toronto. This was all in 2019, by the way. Yeah, that's all just happened. He's getting moved around like he's like a washed up, like... He's like Rondo or somebody. <laughs> yeah. No, but the whole this, the reason we're talking about this, and we talked about this when it happened. He's a good player. He is. And when you when you go into a roster that's pretty much figured out for the most part. Yep. It's it's hard for me to look at him and be negative because he's helped every team he's gone to. Yeah. He, like he's an easy guy to fit in. He's a combo guard who could 
fill in whatever position you need. He moves the ball. He attacks mismatches. Again, yep. there's really no deep dive to his game. He's just a smart basketball player. Yep. And he yep. helps now. Like you, you can manage Trey's minutes better. You could rest him a little more. Yeah, you'll actually uh, have him. Dunn missed the whole season, basically. Right, right. And then when he did get out there, he didn't look healthy still. Yeah, or just not bad. good, one or the other. really bad, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, whichever but, way you want to look at it. But I, I'm, I mean, again, it's I'm happy for the move, man. I think the rich got richer with this one. Yeah, I think everybody benefited from this. I, I do. I think Celtics... If they use Chris Dunn or not, and they got Bruno Fernando also in, in this, if they use Chris Dunn or not, I, I think uh, you still saved a lot of money letting Tristan go. So um, that's good. And Tristan going to the Kings, the Kings are in a weird center um, center position position because they got Bagley. They don't know what they're doing with him. White they're side they're the Orlando agent. of the West. Yes, with White slightly better players, agent. and then they don't know um, what if they're going to be able to afford uh, Rashawn Holmes. So having Tristan Thompson as that security, it, I, I get it. I like it, and he fits into them. They re, they don't do much as, from the center position anyway. They have a if, bunch of skilled centers that they really don't even need. Yeah, I'm a little more skeptical because like Rashawn Holmes has to be gone for me to even see the, like him as a good pickup. Thompson right right uh but like Bagley Bagley's weird because I don't really blame all of his struggles on Sacramento because he's been Mm -hmm. hurt a lot Mm -hmm. he's also like he's kind of soft from the things I've seen definitely soft uh so some of it is his own issues yeah the problem is I don't know him playing alongside Thompson is not does not make me excited. No, and they're both kind of undersized nowadays right. for the center. Right. And Sacramento was easily not easily, but they were the worst officially the worst defensive team in the league last year. And they had Whiteside. And still the worst defensive team in the league. I mean, ask, ask Portland what that's like. They they'll tell you. They they know. Whiteside went from getting like multiple ten block games to everywhere he goes happens to be the worst defense in the league. So that, that's strange. <laughs> and you know the worst. The reason I'm so skeptical is because Boston was a great defensive team. Thompson gets their their defense goes down the drain. Mm-hmm. And then there's a obviously there's a lot of other reasons for that, but mm-hmm. Thompson was the most glaring guy in there that didn't belong, right? And he made me realize how valuable Tice was. Unfortunately, yeah, right. That's Tice bad. Is, yeah, again, not a good thing, <laughs> right? Uh, but again, Sacramento is this team. I, I got to see what they do with Buddy before we could really like have an idea of what they're doing. I, I think there's a very good chance that within the next two years, Sacramento completely blows the team up. No Fox, nobody, no uh, whichever big man that they keep in this offseason. I think they may all be gone next season. But that we'll see what that, happens. That's not like that's not really a hot take or or anything. Like 
No, it's not. That's a very I, expected result for them. I could see them going the OKC route and just yes. getting a bunch of picks. 100%. And I want them to. Just keep resetting until you have some kind of direction. I just want all the talent they have in other places, definitely. I want Fox somewhere I can actually watch some of his games. I want Buddy Heald somewhere where we know what his, like, which spot on the team he has. Yeah. Is he the top three player or is he a fucking bench guy? Right. Because we've seen them going back and forth with Bogdanovich and him and trying to figure out who would be the starting guard, who's the sixth man, and then now we see Bogdanovich is starting and looks like he maybe should be a sixth man. And Buddy, they just can't figure out, still can't figure out whether they want to start him or not. And every other team probably in the league would figure out a way to start Buddy Heald on their team. Is Luke Walton still the coach? No, I don't think so. I think they fired him, right? Yeah. Their culture is... Their culture is awful, by the way. He's still there? Yeah. (laughs) Forget everything I said. They suck. (laughs) We're yeah. not gonna. Uh, we're not gonna waste a lot of time talking about them this year. I can tell you that right now. Oh, it says. Oh yeah, yeah. Luke Walton's still there. Okay. Of all the coaches who got axed in a single year, Luke Walton deserves another crack at it. With the talent yeah. he got over there. And they really haven't made any changes. It's different. If they like made a. Like a team they, that has two, three, four years together. Yeah, exactly. That's so, the problem. Literally, there's no roster like issue as far as why they're not succeeding. Exactly. And they're not succeeding. Uh, next trade. Uh, Boston has acquired Josh Richardson from Dallas uh, for nothing. Basically. Another guy who the league just assumes he's awful. Yeah, and and he's he's someone that again he's one of those guys to me. You have to actually want on your team because if you just get him and you just put him out there, that's not what he does. You know, you have you to. You saw actually, that in Dallas. Exactly. They he they got they got him because they were losing Seth, so it was just whatever. Uh, and it didn't work, obviously. Yeah. So, I think if Boston wants him, and Boston, I think I'm thinking him and Smart will probably play really well together. So, uh, I like it. I, I like that pickup a lot, dude. If he has like a, a really consistent shooting year, yeah. he's gonna be a, a top tier role player. That's really all he's missing. It is, yeah. Because he's a cap- He's another like Delon Wright type, where he's not a point guard. But he mm-hmm. could fill in a couple minutes at the position. Yeah, he can. He's, he can. he's, he's like a, he's a capable ball handler. He takes really and makes long. exactly. He takes and makes solid shots. He doesn't force shit unless you know shot clock's running out. Yeah, he's also yeah. a good defender, even though he's undersized. Very good defender, which and is he, hard to come by. He he you know he shields the ball really well. He's hard to steal it from. Yeah, um, like I said, because he's really long, good body. Yeah. He's a good like within the system player. Yeah, he is. He is, and the, and he's someone that you need to get him shots because if one problem in Dallas, he would get a three maybe every 
like yeah. an open three every two games. Yeah. And that's not going to work. Right. Not for someone like him. He's an energy guy, too. So. Uh, let's see what else. Um, Charlotte is announcing Malik Monk will become an unrestricted free agent. So we kind of talked about that. Um, I assume Book Knight will be taking that uh, spot. Um, spot to take, but all right. exactly. Um, so we have some extensions being declined, uh, options being declined. I mean, um, Kawhi has declined his option. Hold on, hold on. We're forgetting the big move. I just realized the Lakers made a blockbuster trade, and we're over here like it didn't happen. <laughs> well, I figured we'd talk about that for a long time. Oh, okay. You want to save that to the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's okay. Save. Let's talk about these uh, contracts then. Uh, Kawhi has declined his option. Um, no surprises there. Negotiate a new deal. He'll probably want more money. Clippers will be dumb. Give him his money. Uh, Chris Paul, I believe, has officially declined his option. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, DeRozan mil. will be. Uh, DeRozan and Lowry will both be free agents this offseason as well. Um, rumors are that Miami is aggressively trying to trade for Lowry and are interested in acquiring DeRozan as well, which would be absolutely insane. But I'm DeRozan's <laughs> awkward, man. Like he he's a tough guy to analyze how he steps into a new roster. Yeah, he is because the the progression he made as a player from Toronto to San Antonio was like night and day almost. It was, and I'm curious. I don't know if I guess I should give him more credit for that because he came to San Antonio and immediately developed into a capable point guard. Yeah, uh, but I just I, I'm curious how that'll change again when he goes to another team. I think I think he would be great on Miami because he's someone that will never disappear as your scorer. But and he's someone that when when Butler disappears, you have someone who will take the ball and go try to get a basket. Because this know is Butler's the problem. This is the problem. In Toronto, they needed him to score. So we always mm-hmm. noticed him out there. Mm-hmm. San Antonio needed him to create, so we always noticed him out there. Mm-hmm. Miami's not always going to need something from him. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him be like a second, third, fourth guy. But you, you don't think that he'll have the opportunity to be both of those things for the first time? Create and score? But then the problem is Jimmy Butler has disappeared and you provided a solution. So now Jimmy Butler never has to appear in the regular season. But he can just do what what he likes to do, which is just pass and play half, you know. I, I don't want sometimes. I don't want DeRozan to like encourage him to do more of that. That's not the solution. But the thing is well, I guess all I'm saying is they can afford for Butler to take the breaks now. Like, these last two years, Butler took breaks, and they could not afford for him to take breaks. Even last year, they made it all the way to the finals. In the finals, Butler decided to take 
full game breaks instead of just possessions. Yeah. And and now Butler takes a break. Okay. Now Butler will never have to feel like he's taking too many shots because if he's not taking a shot, DeRozan's taking a shot. If DeRozan's not taking a shot, okay. Now Butler, you got a mismatch. Go, you know, take it right to the rack. Like I, don't, do. I don't know. I'm trying to picture it in my head, like DeRozan and, and Butler on the same court. Butler yeah, holding the ball and trying to make passes. I mean, I, I think that all that. I think all the negative I had for Butler would stop if they had another scorer on the team. Another one-on-one threat. That was my problem with them last year. I'm not afraid of anyone on the team one-on-one. I mean, and Dragic, that's partially because Dragic was injured a lot. But everyone else on the team, I, I am confident with anybody on my team going out there playing that one-on-one. But no, not I'm the with that. I'm with that. I mean, again, it's it's hard to see it not work. Yeah. But I just I'm just skeptical about that duo being able to play off of each other. Yeah, then, you know, DeRozan at his peak, uh, peak as a scorer, he had Lowry. And Lowry but Lowry, his, Lowry is a completely different story because Lowry's game is like, like his game is designed for any type of player to fit with him. It is. Yeah, it is. I'm Jimmy just saying Butler's that. not like that. That would be, that would be insane for, to, for them to have that duo and just <laughs> take the Toronto duo and put them on the heat. That would be wild. <laughs> That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to sign and trade Dragic. That would make the East. This is the rumor. The East, though, is in like serious danger of being taken over by like three to four teams. Yeah. While you know what I mean, like which which I it guess is is, yeah. is not that bad. It's better than like two super teams and everybody else has no chance. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. it's creating this like four team monopoly to where the bottom half of the playoff teams we won't even care about. Yeah. It's getting because, it's getting really but it's it's more or less already like that. Yeah, though. yeah. Like Brooklyn's already that. Philly is like a small step away from that. Yeah. Boston could easily make a couple moves to get into that. Yeah. Miami obviously is about to be that with all the moves they're trying to make. Yeah, they're they're trying to sneak Kawhi out of L.A. As far as we know, somebody probably is. Yeah, New York yes. probably. So I, I just obviously Milwaukee's another team that's pretty much like a, a much better than the second half of the Eastern team. Well, if you look since LeBron was there. Since the Heat, since he was on the Heat, it's really just been Boston, Miami, uh, Milwaukee, Toronto, and Toronto, and then you know Philly. Trying Philly to get came there. after the process. Philly took Cleveland's spot after the process is finished. So then they got now it's just been Philly, Boston, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn for the last three or four years, and Toronto here and there, but you know. Toronto's drop-off was so bad. You know what it is, I think? It's because I'm a D.C. guy. That's what the problem is. Because <laughs> I'm looking at these teams that are already great, that are about to be even better. Yeah. And D.C. is It's been about six trying. teams. And for the last ten years, or seven years or so, it's been six teams, and the other teams have had no chance. Atlanta's that, getting in there, too. Atlanta's getting in there for sure. 
Uh, I think Atlanta's one move away from being one of the more dominant teams. Yeah, in the so, East, so, so. I, I'm going to take that back. I think I'm a little, I think I'm overreacting. I'd much rather have what we're having now than what we had with the Miami, like the Lakers in the early 2010s. Yeah. Where it was yeah. like two to three teams and nobody else is even in the conversation. Yeah. And for a while, really, the East was just a, was, they weren't a in free the lick. at all. A free lick for LeBron. Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh, man. All right. Let's do it. Talk about the big trade. Yes. This, this trade blew my fucking mind. Me too, man. It came I, out of nowhere. It was no Talk about whispers. it. Yeah, yeah. There's no, like, I, I think I had heard a couple things about the Wizards looking to shop Russ. And we, and we always knew Russ wanted to get to L.A. So, I mean, we've known that for years. Especially but I, I didn't Lakers. think anybody wanted him, to be honest with you. Uh... I knew someone would take him if the price was was good, and this I think this was a pretty good price. I mean, I think this was a good price for the Lakers. It was definitely worth paying on paper, based off you know what these other guys were doing. So Russell Westbrook has been traded for Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, and Can, Kentavious right? Caldwell Pope. Yep, Caldwell Pope, and uh, the twenty-two. 22nd pick. Uh, That's crazy that KCP spent like three playoff games not taking as many shots as LeBron wanted, and he's gone. Because yeah. I, I would not, not for, I would not have given up KCP for Russ. I'm gonna be honest. No, no, just uh, KCP. Montre- Montrezl, <laughs> Montrezl, and Kuzma. They're they're in a, a trade potentially for anybody. Yeah. But KCP was a great fit for the team. He was. He he's he's definitely their biggest loss. Yeah, KCP filled out their guard rotation every time, no matter who it who was the rotation. Oh, and the Wizards traded the number twenty two pick to the Pacers for Aaron Holiday. Good pickup. I didn't notice that. That is a good pickup. I didn't know that either. It's, it's like in like in parentheses after this trade, I, like they were just gonna sneak it by people, I guess. Yeah, that's a great. And I like up. I like the moves they're making. They're trying to like f- fix some of their holes finally. Yeah, and as far as the three guys they got, I mean, all these guys are gonna come in and have a spot to play. Oh, for yeah, they there was no spot. There was no guaranteed spots on the team other than Beals. <laughs> right, <laughs> and, and I think spots. Like, Kuzma fills in a position we're probably lacking in the most, which is wing. Yeah. So he gets he finally gets a real opportunity to, like, play. Kuzma, and, and Kuzma is good, and this is, to me, where the Lakers were kind of... They kind of tried to exploit this in the wrong way, but Kuzma is someone that whatever position you don't have, Kuzma can play it. You know, you, you don't have a small four, you don't have a two or a four. Kuzma can play any of those for you yes. at any time. So yeah, and, and, and that helps for a team that is is kind of up in the air about their roster. It's interesting because DC has got a lot of new things coming in: new coach, new point guard. Uh, so to get these guys who like Kuzma is essentially a vet as far like in on 
league in league average years. Yeah. Because he's been in the league for a couple years. He's played at very competitive, you know, levels because he's made right. Mm-hmm. And KCP's been around for a long time. He knows how to play. Montrezl's going to be hungry coming off of what just happened with him this year. Yeah, yeah. So, again, these are three guys that are, to me, surefire fits on the team. I agree. They're so, pretty much fits for any team. They're just like exactly. wild cards for anybody. Exactly. And, and getting rid of Russell Westbrook was, to me, step two after step one. They made mm-hmm. step one. They took a little too long to replace step one. Mm-hmm. But hey, we're on the right track, DC. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I agree. So I hope they just keep moving in that right direction. Okay. Now for but, the Lakers. I was going to say, but no one really cares about DC. <laughs> Except me, right? <laughs> No, I do too. I like I like it. I hope I get to see them play at least once or twice this year. But Russell Westbrook is going to play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. This is like a dream uh fantasy draft for people. Uh they've always wondered what Westbrook and LeBron together would look like when LeBron was in his prime. Uh So in my opinion, this can either go one of two ways. Uh, <laughs> they will lead the league in turnovers. Um, LeBron will get frustrated with Russ. Russ will still, you know, be top five in the league in air balls and mysteries. They're going to shoot terrible from the three point line because they just traded two of their best shooters. Um, Anthony Davis isn't going to get any of Russ's rebounds because they're all going to be ill-advised shots. LeBron's going to be in weird spots. So what's Russ the two is... options? Because it sounds really bad. What you're describing is... sounds awful. This is all one option. Okay. LeBron's not a catch-and-shoot guy, so he's going to be catching the ball in weird spots. N- n- none of the three of them are catch-and-shoot. Of this big three are catch-and-shoot players, so it's kind of weird because Westbrook and LeBron are obviously passing is their best attribute. Uh, so it would just be a complete disaster, but they'll still win a lot of games because obviously they're going to outscore somebody uh, most nights. So that's one option. Option two, <laughs> Westbrook leaves the league in assists with like 16 assists a game. LeBron is energized. He's getting really good load management. His minutes are great. He's healthy going into the playoffs. Anthony Davis is the league MVP because he averages nearly a triple-double a game with outlet passes to Russ and LeBron. Um, and they're, they waltz right into the finals. That's the other option. I think it's going to be one or the other between those two, and I'm I'm going to go with the former, not the latter. <laughs> It's tough for me, man. I've been I've been high on the Lakers up until their Phoenix loss, which yeah. I thought was due because they just ran out of gas and broke down. Mm-hmm. The reason this blew my mind is, again, because I was shocked that DC is doing things to move in the right direction, yes. something I don't expect. Yes. Most and for don't. the Lakers... 
I'm I'm not surprised that they made a big three, but the guy they picked to fill it is shocking to me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you just... You stated two scenarios. To me, only one of them is possible. There's no... The, it, that, that second scenario with the 16 assists and the, the <laughs> LeBron's management is great. And Anthony Davis getting MVP. Like, none of that shit is going to happen. I can tell you right now. <laughs> you don't think it's possible? First problem... Russ is a low IQ player. Exactly. This is my thing with LeBron. Because he's again, still gonna lead the league in turnovers. That's really gonna happen either way. So this is my thing with LeBron. And it, again, LeBron is so good. It's gonna again come down to how he's playing. Of course. Mm-hmm. From 2012 to 20 to now, up until now. Yeah. No matter what his roster has looked like, whether it's a big three a big two and like a third guy who's kind of there as like a fit in big three, whatever the roster is. Yeah. LeBron seems to have a good foundation for, all right, this guy has to like take a significant step back with his role. Mm -hmm. Bosh in Miami. D Wade had to do it in Miami. Uh, Kevin Love had to do it. Yeah. But he was smart and didn't make Kyrie do it because we know Kyrie would have sucked if he had to do that. Yeah, because if Kyrie can't dribble, he has n- no value on the court. Right. And just yeah. going coming into L.A. with A.D., he's kind of perfectly made him like more of an inside-out player, more of yeah. a physical player. Yeah. Uh, Kuzma had like, like little moments where he was the third guy, but then other guys stepped in. Yeah. Again, LeBron's and some of it is coaching, but I think LeBron's play style has dictated in a positive way, like how everybody's going to be playing throughout the year. Mm-hmm. That's not going to work with Russ. <laughs> never does. It's never worked with Russ. <laughs> never does. Russ has been an identical player since Kevin Durant walked out of that organization. Russ and change has been like two completely different things. Yeah. Two completely unrelated things. So mm-hmm. my fear now is you bring in a guy who you have no choice but to give the ball to. Right. You could put every third guy you've had as a big three member, you could say, yo, you got to take a step back. Yeah. But LeBron's been able to run point. And the best big threes that he's had. Yes. And LeBron yeah. has emerged finally, finally in L.A. in his 18th, 19th, 20th year. Mm-hmm. He's finally emerged as a point guard. Yeah. Now you take and that Russ away. Is, What's Russ, Russ is nothing. What is Russ's fit with this roster? With this roster who's now, like you said, sorely lacking in shooters. Yeah. So there's less space. By the way, LeBron couldn't get by anybody in the playoffs. And energy they're lacking as well. Right. Russell Westbrook has struggled to get by. He still gets by people, but he can't finish. Right. He's so He shot a career-worst free throw percentage the last two years. Exactly. Again, 
the Lakers' greatness and why I've been so confident in them is has been mostly their defense. Mm-hmm. Russ is capable of playing good defense, but he's again low IQ player. Right. So, I just I don't have a, a view of how this big three works together that makes any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Other than if they're again the best, if they're the best defensive team in the league, then we could they could overcome whatever problems they got. I think that's possible. I think losing I, KCP is really tough, though. Obviously, I still think it's possible, though. Mm-hmm. But I just again, when you they have can a collection, afford anybody too. By the way, well, we'll see so how they, they fill the roster because getting DeRozan would make it just bananas at that point. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're just doing wild shit. Really making a two K team that makes no sense. If they get DeRozan, LeBron will have a career low in minutes because he just won't play some games. Because having him out there would just not make any sense. Right. Like you said. It, I think That's why I think his load management would be great because there's no way that I could see LeBron and Russ on the court for 40 minutes together. But this was what hurt them this year is in the past, LeBron's obviously the point guard, but he'll take a step back and say, yo, I'll let the backup guys create stuff for me. Yeah. This year, the problem was, oh, Caruso's an idiot. I'm not letting him create shit. I'm creating everything. <laughs> yeah. For and that's that's like a that's a bad. I'm joking, but that's a bad thing for real. Yeah. You saw in the play in the playoffs, Caruso didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And Schroeder was just so frustrating for LeBron. Yeah, and Schroeder, they just kept forcing him, like, yo, you're the third guy, you're the third guy. No, you're the fill-in third guy. Right. We got enough scoring, enough talent for you not to have to be the third guy, but for some reason we're making you force passes to Anthony Davis. Right. So, again, I'm concerned that, like, something drastic has to happen with one of the big three. Mm Mm-hmm. And it can't be Anthony Davis... Because he's too dominant, too necessary with how he plays. At least at his best. But if anyone can do something drastic, it would be LeBron. Right? A drastic change. He's in the end of his career. But what's the drastic change? What do you think a drastic change that he could make to make Russ fit better? I told you, not play. (laughs) But that's not a good thing. I don't want Russ carrying like more games than he should. No, he, but he won't. I don't think he'll carry. The thing is, first of all, they're gonna have to address the two spot. So, before we go any further in imagining this, I don't know who they're gonna have at the two guard, right? Because they may have someone at the two guard that makes me, makes both of us think differently, right? Like, let's say they had C.J. McCollum, then we're looking at the team completely different, right? What if, what if they don't add anybody and throw in Wesley Matthews? Just saying, it's it's an option. Or Dion Waiters. Oh, stop! Stop! I'm not right. reaching that far. If they had, if they had put Wesley Matthews at the two, I'm I like the team of. No, I I take it back. I'm not I'm not even going to consider Wes Matthews. If they took if they take another shooting guard that can start on any other team in the league. 
I like that team with Russ and just Anthony Davis than I do with Russ, Anthony Davis, and LeBron for the whole night. So I'm thinking it would be like one of those Kawhi and Paul George kind of things with Russ and LeBron. That's how it would have to be for me. Yeah, they'll start first quarter, half of the first quarter. Okay, LeBron's out. It's the Russ and AD show for the rest of the quarter into the second quarter. Both of them come out. Now it's LeBron and the rest of the team. You know, LeBron and the backup Marcus All or whoever it is, the backup guard, backup center. That's what we're doing. And then fourth quarter, we just see how it worked. Whatever, Whichever worked best early, that's what we kind of push towards in the fourth quarter. That's how... I, that's the only way I could see it ever, like, really being functional and, like... I see a lot of bad fourth... What you're describing paints a very bad fourth quarter scenario. Because I... The one thing about Russ is if he doesn't have a good game, he tries to come make it up in the fourth quarter. He's like, yo, I only took 10 shots and I'm about to take 25 yeah, in the this fourth is, quarter. This is like I'm having, I'm having a brain aneurysm just thinking about how it would work. Because, like, every drastic situation I, I try to think of to, like, maybe mm-hmm. help, maybe make this team fit, mm-hmm. something else is going to fuck it up. They have to get another small forward. And I don't know who they're going to get as starters go. They have to get new starters. They have to go get something. It's not. It can't just be what they have now. can't be Wes Matthews. Can't and then Caruso. who plays? It can't be Caruso. It like can't be Marquise Morris. <laughs> can't. It's not going to work. Who hasn't moved his feet in like three years to play any defense? It's not going to work. I just, the fourth quarter, all I picture is whatever team they're playing, loading up on LeBron because Anthony Davis is a fucking bitch. He's not in the paint. And, and <laughs> Russ, who's wide open? Who's wide open? Because it's not Anthony Davis. We right. don't care if Caruso or Wesley Matthews are wide open. Russ, mm-hmm. right, right, step into it in rhythm. Mm-hmm. What's that look like? Brick, brick, air ball, straight backboard, brick. He makes so, one, so he takes five more bricks. Let me give you a scenario based off the free agents I'm looking at right now. Right, they have, they have Russ, LeBron, AD, no other players. Let's say they get Hardaway Jr. and Jared Allen. Then, then what do you say about the the team? It's not. LeBron it's not. It's not the role players that concern me. I think. I, I think Wesley Matthews is wouldn't be the problem if he has to play. No, no. My problem is if I have Russ out there without LeBron, and I have Wesley Matthews out there, I'm. I'm having a heart attack as a coach. I need it's, another. But the good heart attack is from Russell Westbrook. It has nothing I, to do with Wesley Matthews. I know, but I'm, I'm saying I can't. I don't want Russ and the Wizards out there when LeBron's not there. I don't want another Wizards team out there. That's what I'm saying. You're right. I want a good team. I want Russ to be with good players. Obviously, it helps them to have depth. I'm not disagreeing with that. I need another a starting two guard that's good. That's that's all I'm you're saying. You're right. You're right. KCP I, has to be replaced. And I'm assuming, and I trust the Lakers to like move enough to do something. Yeah. Like, there's no way they're going the rest of the off season and like scooping up like some bottom feeder to close it out. <laughs> right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
That's the issue. <laughs> but again, forget the big three because Anthony Davis, if he can't eat off these guys, he's not good. You're and we'll, right. I'll never mistake him to be good again. You're right. But Let LeBron me tell you. and Russell Westbrook sounds like a disaster. I agree. It sounds agree. disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one guy who I could think of, obviously Russell Westbrook has the ugliest turnovers in the league. Yeah. And then the second spot, a lot you'd probably pick James Harden, but LeBron is right there. I... Uh, I would I would even argue I think LeBron's turnovers are uglier than Harden's like more often. Yeah, I was gonna say that it's tough between them. It's, it's two A two B. The thing I hate about Harden is when he turns the ball over because he didn't get fouled. That's worse yeah. than LeBron's turnovers to me. LeBron throws a bad pass, he turns it over. He may come down and throw the shot out of bounds or put it on the glass. He may do that, but Harden. He'll go to the basket, get stripped, and be like this, and then it's a fast break dunk on the other end. No one does anything, you know? People are open. They're watching Harden dribble, 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 and he loses the ball, and everyone's, like, just standing there. Everyone's out of position. Sometimes guys are in position to at least get back when LeBron turns it over. It just – the thing is, it needs to come down to, the again, the problem I had with them losing to Phoenix – is LeBron let the Lakers lose to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Like, I want LeBron. I want you to lose to Phoenix. I want you and AD <laughs> to lose to Phoenix, not Caruso and Schroeder. Like, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> that sounds funny, but I know. You're right, but it does sound funny. But it's the same problem. I'm watching the Wizards, and it's Russell Westbrook losing the games. It's yeah. not Bradley Beal, who I love. It's not... Hachimura, who I love, or even Bertans, who I like offensively, mm-hmm. it's Russell Westbrook. But all those, none of those guys are aggressive. That's the problem. And LeBron has the sa- had the same issue where it's, oh, Schroeder's aggressive. I'ma just back off. Again, if you're if you're backing off to let Russ decide the fourth quarter choices, you're going out in the first round again. I don't care if they get Tim Hardaway Jr. I don't care if they get Joe Harris or like a top tier role to guard. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they work some kind of ridiculous magic and get KCP back. <laughs> if Russell Westbrook is making the majority of the fourth quarter decisions because that's his play style, because the ball just ends up with him, because teams yeah. know he's an idiot and give him the ball. Mm-hmm. They're going out in the first round, regardless of their record. I I agree with you. I all That's all my I'm point saying. is, I think the duo of Westbrook and Anthony Davis sounds great, but throwing LeBron into that mix, I completely agree with you. Sounds really bad uh, in every in any quarter, first, second, or third, or, or fourth. Of but, all the big threes that are formed together. This is the worst one on paper to me. Yeah, it is. All LeBron's big threes, you mean, or just, just period? Just all big threes in general. I've never seen a big three that I've been more like, ew, why, than this. I'm with that. I'm with that. It's crazy. Crazy. I can't wait, though. That's one thing. L.A., 
Hey, they're must always fun watch. To watch. Oh my always, god. Always fun to watch. Let me uh, go over some of the free agents uh, that are available. Uh, we started, obviously, we said DeRozan, Lowry, um, CP, Kawhi. Uh, John Collins is a restricted free agent, likely to sign back with the Hawks. Mike Conley's unrestricted. Lonzo Ball's restricted. Uh, Jared Allen, I mentioned. Schroeder, we mentioned. Duncan Robinson is restricted. Norman Powell, Spencer Dinwiddie, Rashawn Holmes, Tim Hardaway Jr., Evan Fournier, Gary Trent Jr., Kelly Oubre Jr., Reggie Jackson, Will Barton, and Markinen is now restricted free agent. So, any uh, any names that you're looking to see? You know, any moves that you're interested in? Any names that you're? What name are you most interested in? Between those, I mean, I, I've obviously, other than the obvious, other yeah, than like CP if, and if Collins Kawhi. is not coming back to Atlanta, he's by far the most interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, with Kawhi, I, that's that's going to be a whole separate mess that we'll get to when it happens. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I'll give a more low key player that. You know, he's been healthy for a long time now, so I think he'll be ready to go. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. Uh, he got healthy before the playoffs, and they didn't play him, which was mm-hmm. a smart move. But uh, I think he's he's a guard who, again, could come in, and he fills whatever guard, like, things you're missing. Yeah. He fills that. Yeah. So I he think, I time. mean, I, I would like for him to reunite with Levert and Indy. Uh, I think if Miami misses on some of the bigger name guys, I think he'd be a great, like, backup option for them. Mm-hmm. I think L.A. could use him, especially He's if Schroeder's, him. right, if Schroeder's out of there, which most likely he is, mm-hmm. def- that's definitely a good fit. He's Clippers would be too, a great so. fit, too, for him. Yeah. I, I, that's what I was thinking. I think Clippers may be the the move. You know, maybe they tell Kawhi, "Hey, we got we can get Dinwiddie if you take ten less million." And, and I'm assuming he's going to be a little more affordable because he's coming off ACL. I think it was ACL tear or maybe a meniscus tear. Yeah, yeah. It was Whatever it was, it was a season-ending right, right. knee injury. Yeah. So again, but he's not a guy who depends on his athleticism. Mm-hmm. So I'm not as concerned of him coming back as I would be like, like a Miles Bridges or somebody. But if they lose Reggie Jackson and get him, I think that's a that's a, you know, you make it up. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. you know, I mean, it's hard to say that considering what Reggie did in the playoffs. Yeah, because I was but, gonna say I I won't say it's an upgrade because Reggie played great. Dinwiddie, we don't know if he's even ready. Right. So. But on uh, paper, it's a good fit, like a good substitute. Yeah. Yep. And Reggie Jackson's going to go help somebody this season. Oh, yeah. What about you? Uh, uh, you have any names? Um, I, you know, I, I've, we said just before air, I think Lonzo is a really, really big pickup for some teams um, that are just missing a point guard or just missing kind of like a guard that – doesn't have negatives like we mentioned, because you know um, 
To me, you get Schroeder, you get the negatives that come with Schroeder. You get that he's a complete, super inconsistent shooter. Um, he kind of misses the open guy sometimes. More than um, sometimes. He misses the open guy a lot of times. Uh, he goes to the basket. He kind of takes he takes the harder shot a lot of times going he, to the basket. He does so, He does what Van Fleet does. He's just more athletic, so he looks better doing it. Yeah, and then not being able to shoot as well. So for him, compared to Lonzo, I like the Lonzo because you don't get a lot of negatives that comes with him. He's really athletic. He's really fast. He passes. He, he doesn't miss the open guy. Uh, he's becoming a better shooter, but he doesn't take any bad shots. So I think him, when we talk about the teams, um, the Jazz may lose Conley. We're talking about the Celtics need a new guard. Atlanta, they got DeLon Wright, but we don't know if they're going to keep him. Maybe they need another backup point guard. Um, Milwaukee may be looking for a backup point guard. Stuff like that. We got those kind of teams. I like Lonzo in any of those spots. The, the two guards, I'm not really... I thought I would care more about the two guards, but I really don't. Powell, Trent Jr., Hardaway Jr., I think there's just very few teams that they come and like immediately change. And they're that, not they're not consistent off. enough to be like this huge impact. Exactly. Like Hardaway could come in and change the life somewhere and he could also come in and disappear. Yep. So same thing come with Trent Do absolutely nothing. Yeah. yeah. I will say for Lonzo, man, I, like I, I wanna see him go to like like an organization that teaches guys how to win like the spurs like the spurs like toronto you know mm-hmm. and he's not really a fit in any of those places right uh but like i, I don't want him i think like Den- if denver is not bringing back like Compazzo or rivers if they're losing one of those guys yeah. i think lonzo would be a great fit for them mm-hmm uh, but my thing with Lonzo, like, he spent his first two, three years on the Lakers when they were fucking losers. Yeah. His two years, this is the second year he just spent on the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Two years of losers. Yeah. And it shows in Lonzo's game because he was a big problem with them blowing leads. He was, yeah, yeah. And and a lot of that is just, again, the culture, like, you, nobody really knows how to win. Right. Uh, and, so. and as a player, that gets to you. Right. It does. We right. We went to, <laughs> obviously, you know, some experience being yes. on a team with losers. Yes. And it's just it, in your mind, you don't want to play hard for that team sometimes. No. Yeah. And, and that, like, when the culture is like that, even no matter, like, you can still have winners on the team and they'll eventually become losers. Yeah, because the culture is always going to dominate any individual like talent or mindset. Yeah, but that's my again. I I didn't. I don't disagree with any of the analysis you you gave for Lonzo's game. It's it's really easy to fit with anybody mm-hmm. uh, as long as you don't have six point guards. So no no thanks to Charlotte. Exactly. Surprisingly, because his brother's there, so I would hopefully Lamelo moves at one point so they can play together. Because I do want yeah. to see that. Yeah, good. yeah, but unless they 
try to trade Graham, which I think is an option for them because he, his Maybe. contract is expiring and he's going to need some money because he's been playing well. Maybe. But, yeah. like, I would like, for example, if he could – and pro- Phoenix, good chance they keep campaign considering what he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's just say the price is too much and they got to let him go. I yeah. think Lonzo backing up CP is, like, exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. That would be really nice. Yep. Definitely. Uh, you know, I, I also I think that the only place that I really want to see another two guard go is Atlanta, and that's because Atlanta Bogdanovich's shot selection was really bad this year. Obviously, in the playoffs, it was atrocious, and not that I think he shouldn't start because I think he's a starting caliber kind of overall player, but. When he went out, there was, like, nothing. And Cam Reddish is coming back. I know we talk about this all the time. Hunter is coming back, too. Hunter's coming back, too. But it's just something I feel like they need another another ball-handling shooter. And hopefully Reddish takes that. But if he doesn't, I think Gary Trent Jr. is someone that would be really nice there with, with Trey. Or Hardaway Jr. I mean, he, he's played in Atlanta before, I, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah, he would be nice, nice, long. Uh, d- someone who can just play defense, too, who doesn't have to be, doesn't have to take as many shots. Because Bogdanovich, if, he, if he's not taking shots, I don't need him on the court. But then he takes too many shots. So it's like, it's hard to get that balance. Someone who would give that balance to the team, even Powell, would be nice, I think, for them. Someone who also has a lot of energy, too. Yeah. Um, uh, again, we see that still a little bit differently. I still think like it's not bad enough to where I need a, like a free agent to fix it. Mm-hmm. I just need a more like if my roster's healthier, I could yank Bogdanovich sooner when he starts doing that bullshit. Right, right. That's what. Yeah. That's where like I'll agree with you on the free agent if some of these guys are are frail and miss more time. Yeah, if Reddish gets injured again, they're, they're in trouble. Right, right. The little bit Reddish showed in the playoffs, he looked amazing. Right. It, he was exactly what I was looking for in that kind of yeah. player. Long defender. Uh, he can handle the ball well enough. Pat, he makes good passes, takes good shots, takes tough shots, makes tough shots. So they, if they Reddish go, can be that, then that's good. Yeah, they, just, they need to keep developing guys and – I do. I do want them to look at some of these wings and guards. That and that's my biggest thing. Dinwiddie there would be fire. They yeah. would be set if they had Dinwiddie because oh. Lou didn't do it last year. He didn't do what they thought he would do. Didn't do what anyone thought he would do. Like he just flopped from he's the not, last two years. He, his thing is though, like he's not a consistent production guy. He's not. No, he's not. And that's like all these moves we're talking about include like going away from Lou Will, mm-hmm. because exactly. a lot of these guys would have to take somebody's time. And to me, it's Lou Will. Yeah. Because again, the 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 first game he started, he looked perfect. Yeah. And then he looked useless after that. Yeah, and then also Lou Will's issue his whole career was been him not really being able to coexist with another point guard. Right. That's been a, a major flaw in his game. That's one reason why he gets moved so easily is because 
if the team has a point guard, well, Lou isn't going to do what he does best if you have another good guard out there. So Dinwiddie is like Lou, but exactly what you want to complement another guard because he can be off the ball or on the ball. Trey obviously is, I mean, everyone would agree he's one of the best shooters in the league yeah. being off the ball or on the ball. Dinwiddie's one of those guys who could take someone one-on-one and kick it out to Trey and oh, it would be money. We forgot uh, the first trade, uh, Valanchunas to uh, oh, the yeah, Pelicans. Oh, yeah, to the Pelicans for Bledsoe and Adams. Yeah. We did forget about that. Dude, Memphis. Memphis is close. I think... Speaking of a team I, that should look at the, the scoring wings and guards. Oh, yeah. If sure. this team scoops up, just Gary Trent will be fine. Uh, I mean, maybe a little more height. I, all I right, Tim Hardaway, Hardaway Jr. is a little better. I, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I think they're a toss-up as far as who's better to me. Yeah, they're definitely a toss-up with who's better, but I think... Um, I think have like Hardaway they went has from more of a ceiling. Yeah, yeah, and and from Melton, who was undersized, going right to Trent. I think they should level up in the height. Uh, yeah, Grayson Allen is. I don't want him out of the rotation, but he doesn't. He does. He's part of the like the size problem as well. Exactly. Yeah, they have a major size problem with guards. Tyus Jones is way too small. Yeah, you and know. that's their thing is like. They make a limited roster look much better than it is. Yeah. But, like, when guys get hurt, we start noticing that they're a limited roster. When they're full strength, they look fine. Yeah, yeah. So now, Uh, if they use this offseason to to improve the depth in a couple places, boom. Now it's just Morant develop, uh, Jared Jackson, Jackson, you know, stay healthy, and we're good to go. Also, the, the guys Powell, Hardaway, Fournier as well, also bring a lot of uh, control to Morant's game as well. Yes. Uh, and, you know, I think Brooks, they're still trying to figure out if Brooks is going to go two or three in the lineup. If Anderson, what position Anderson plays, uh, slow-mo, Kyle Anderson. Yeah. So, um, I think having Hardaway, having someone... Hardaway and Powell, those two, three, two, three wings yeah. um, give you the flexibility to go that way. With Trent, is, Trent has to be at the two. Yeah, they also know? need some, like, like somebody who's a, like, I know how he's going to score. Mm-hmm. They you know do. what I mean? Like, Brooks plays like he's fucking Jason Tatum. It's, it's weird. Yeah, he does. It's not <laughs> very, like, it's not sustainable a lot of times. Yeah, he likes a lot of the off-balance shots. Yeah, yeah, and, Morant, yeah. Morant's all over the place. Sometimes he's yeah. the best point guard in the league. Sometimes it disgusts me that he's even playing point guard. Yep. Uh, it, it, as far as the bigs go, like, on paper, Adams for Valanciunas is, is not a downgrade, not an upgrade. Uh, but it's really, it's not. It's not that. It really is a downgrade. Yeah, I was going to say... Based off last year, it's a downgrade. Yes, because Valanciunas, he's on the glass. If he, Whether he's touching the ball or not, he's on the glass. But not only is he on the glass, he's putting it right back in the basket. Yes. That's my problem with Adams. Yes. Adams gets it on the glass and turns around. Kicks it out like he's playing for Golden like, State. Like. Yeah, like, no. 
Just put it your seven foot. Put it back yes, in the basket. Yes. He's always looking to kick it out to somebody. And that's my Valentina's- thing. Like Adams, Adams is like developing his three point shot. I, Jaron Jackson is doing that. I need yeah, you inside. Need, we need you to put the just put the ball in the basket. Yes. That's all we ask. Yes. Just, and Adams does, just doesn't do that. He just disappears too much for me, man. He does. Well, part of it is because his scoring average is so low. He'll have a, you know, he'll always be top 10, top 15 in rebounds and have the lowest scoring average out of those guys. And yeah. it's because he just doesn't put the ball back in the basket. He gets offensive rebounds. He, he, so, does, he does everything like a good big does. He just yep. doesn't do it enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some of that is just honestly like motor. Like he just. I think Memphis is a good place for him. Again, he just spent a year playing on a team full of losers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, again, it was because of the culture, not because I hate the players. Right. Uh, but Memphis is they're developing a winning culture. Yeah. Lonzo, by the way, would be great there too. Yeah. Yep. He would. Uh, and and the other issue with. You know, we were talking about the other guards. Keep in mind, Bledsoe is also undersized coming in, coming into the game. Right. You know, at six man probably. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about Morant making the primary decisions and then Bledsoe backing him up. Sounds like a <laughs> more more turnovers that I like to see. <laughs> Bledsoe is one of those. Uh, as a six man, he's more combo than he is as a starter. Right. You know. And, and they'll probably come in for the two. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they turned up in this same lineup. Yeah, they might. They might be low key crazy. In they're they're games. like they're competitive enough to do that. Yeah, I, I think. And again, depending on one of these wings, if they get one, they're one of those teams that if they catch a run, it's like the game's over. Like you, you remember those AAU teams that would press the whole game. Yes. And once they got like. Eight straight points, you might as well just pack your bags yep. and go home. Yep. Cause they just... Once they made a couple shots, now their press is way better. Yeah. Like, now guys are flying more. Oh, yeah, you're done. Exactly. That's how I see Bledsoe and Morant possibly being. If they catch that momentum, and that's why someone like Powell, the momentum god, if he gets in there with that kind of lineup, you know, they got yeah. some, they got we'll options. That. Uh, again, it's gonna. I need Jaron Jackson healthy for a year, though. That's my first priority. I need him healthy for a year. I need him to play some defense. I need him blocking shots like he came in the league doing. And taking good and, shots. And taking good shots, exactly. Yep. I don't want any step backs from Jaron Jackson. Never. Yes. I don't want heavy contesteds. Like, I, saw, I saw him trying to give like those little inside-out you know, pull back, sidestep shots from like the mid range at seven foot. Why are you doing that? Not enough. He like he came back right in time for the playoffs, and I barely saw him trying to get inside. Yeah, no. like like that Porzingis shit of just hovering around because you could shoot. Like mm-hmm. okay, you can shoot, but that's not the only reason you're out there. Right. So. Yep. But we'll see, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for Memphis. I think they have a lot of different things they could do to m- make some steps in the right direction. I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, 
I think that's all we got as far as NBA moves and trades. The think, Olympics are going on. The oh yeah. bracket is out. Oh, did you have something else? I was just going to say, uh, I think we mentioned it, but Detroit's another team to kind of compare East and West. They're a similar like Memphis situation where their roster's pretty much filled out. Mm-hmm. Now it's just building the culture. Now it's maybe making a move or two here and there. Yeah. But as, their roster doesn't have glaring like things they're missing anymore. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I like agree. perimeter shooting, but I thought they shot yeah. the ball better than I thought they would last year. Yeah, and I think they could use a use a obviously a stable point guard eventually. But I, um, I want to give the, the guy a chance who missed the whole year. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, He's but I don't know if I, it, he needs to have a chance at the at us as a starter. That's the problem. Yeah, I feel you. Um, but every, everything else, Grant. Um, they're getting Garza. They let Plumley go, I think, though, right? If Plumley is a free agent, he's a very uh, he should be very sought after. I maybe they just didn't pick up his option and made him a restricted free agent. I think something like that. I saw it, but I, I can't find it. Um, but uh, then they got the Sadiq Bay. He played great. Uh, they had another kid that played really good this year. At the end of the year, they had a kid who who stepped up. Stewart, maybe big guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Cunningham um, and and uh, Grant together as wings sounds f- like a lot of fun. Yeah, it does. It sounds sprinkling, good. Sprinkling uh, again, if they are active in the off season, I'm happy for them. Yep. Who? And then I assume. Um, Sadiq Bay will play whatever other position is out there. Uh, I don't know what position Cunningham really plays. Um, yeah. Is he going to be a two or a three? Probably a three. But I don't no, think I, guard threes. Josh Jackson actually played really well for them last year. That's right. He did. And so did, <laughs> randomly, Hamidou Diallo played good for them too for a little while. Not the whole year, but he had a good like a run of good games. They got Dennis Smith Jr. there. Uh, Frank Jackson played pretty good this year. But, uh, you know, some guys just, if they're out there for 40 minutes, they're going to, you know, they're going to do something. They're not like, uh, right. So, and having that many wild cards, you might as well throw them out there. That's one, that's one thing that like Orlando always wastes because they, they try to be like a disciplined organization with, all first and second year players, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, so it's just yeah. throw them out there, let them suck, let us see if they could go or not. Livers actually fits into this roster fire. Having I, Cunningham, Grant, and Livers out there at the same time, and Bay. I all, mean, like Livers and Garza. Even if you didn't have front court depth, which I thought they did to some extent, mm-hmm. now it's it's like you used a second round to literally fix a depth problem. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, That's it is. It's hard to it's you don't get a lot of second rounds to fix depth and they managed to do it. Yep. Yep, they did. They did. Um okay, uh the Olympic bracket is out for the men's um side. It is Italy and France, Slovenia and um Germany. 
Is Schroeder playing for Germany? I don't think so. I haven't seen them play. Uh, I haven't caught one of the Germany games. Uh, Spain versus USA, and then Argentina and Australia on the Spain and USA side of the bracket. So it looks like they gave us the absolute hardest time to make it to the finals. We got to go through Spain and then the winner of Australia and Argentina. I missed... I've gotten to watch one game. I got to watch the random uh, Spain and Slovenia. Because I knew the loser of that would be playing the U.S. Yeah. Uh, Dude. First of all, Spain looked like the way better team, and they lost. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Rudy. They Fernandez, are the way better team. Rudy Fernandez is not washed. I know. By he the can way, still go. Pau Gasol still- is like much, not- much further away from being washed than I thought he looked in the league. I agree. He looks Rudy. better than Mark did in the league. Oh yeah. Like, he looks oh, yeah. better here than Mark did in the yes, league. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Again, Mark is still there, and Mark uses all his fouls. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Rubio is not gone anywhere. He's still pretty great. Yeah. He got traded, too, by the way. I didn't mention it, but he just got traded to the Cavs. Mm. For uh, um, I don't know where I'd like him, to be honest. But I don't know who it was for. But... <clears throat> um, oh, for t- Prince. For Torian Prince. Prince mm-hmm. is going to the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. I don't. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, no, but like they lost because Slo- Slovenia. Like not even Luca individually. Slovenia turned up as a team. Mm-hmm. And again, they got a squad. Slovenia is a lot of fun to watch, by the way. But the the way yeah. they turned up was all things that I don't see the U.S. doing. Which is what? Where their front court just got relentless on the offensive glass. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that from U.S. yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, their shooters started take like making tough shots. Mm-hmm. Like they spent a five minute stretch where these guys and you know some of these guys their form just the way they shoot the ball is is funny enough. Yeah, but they're knocking it down in people's eyes, and I'm like, <laughs> "Damn! Like, is this fluke or is this like something serious?" Right? Yo, Slovenia—they play off of Luca so well. They do so well, and they like similar to how Dallas d- does it. Every time Luca's like on the like kind of nonsense where he's just doing dumb shit or just not playing well. Yeah, everybody in the team like elevates their level of energy uh-huh and slovenia does that just especially in this game that i watched just flawlessly it looks like he just came in and just took uh goran dragage's role yeah. like because that's how they kind of played with him and then they just inserted luca there instead of him yeah. since he didn't come this time yeah. and, and they look really good but dude spain to me controlled 35 minutes of this game, maybe 34. Spain is good, man. And it was a, a balanced all-around effort. The Hernan Gomez is look like... Hernan Gomez looked great, too, by the way. He looks like a great player on the Olympic team. He looks like a but good player in the league sometimes. He just... Sometimes. He doesn't defend well, and he's not a leaper. Yeah. That's the also, 
Sergio uh, Rodriguez isn't quite washed either. No, he's not. <laughs> but again, like... Alex Sabrinas, he kind of got kicked out of the league a little bit early to me, too. I thought he had a good few years for OKC. Yeah, his career, like, like Russ didn't give him a chance, for real. Yeah. And then he struggled for a little bit after that, and that's it. That's all the chance he got. Yeah. But the problem, the problem is... I'm watching this game, and both of these teams, whether they're playing well or playing or struggling, yeah. they're getting better quality looks than the United States does. Yep. Again, everybody touches the ball. There's a, like we're passing for a reason. We're not just passing yeah. to find the best mismatch, or because KD has a mid-range ISO instead of Dame having a several feet behind the line ISO. Right. And the more I'm watching the U.S., and I know they're, they won two games, you know, but the more I'm looking at Popovich and just how <laughs> how awful he is at putting these guys together. Yeah. I haven't seen... I watched about a half of the France game, mm-hmm. and I watched, like, Parts, bits and pieces of the other two games. Uh huh. What are they doing on offense? Can you tell me? Because I I can't explain it. Uh, it, it just to me, and I know I'm like the hater of the century for this guy, but to me, it looks like he's afraid to let anyone but Durant shoot the ball. To me, it's like he's afraid that Durant is going to get mad. If the play runs for anybody, because it's, it's weird. Like at the end of the game, the uh, it was France that they lost to, right? Yeah. It was at the end of the France game. It was still like a good game, but they came down and like Dame had like one little handoff play, and he would go out to the corner, and then they'd give it to Durant, and then the play was over. Like Durant came off a screen. I guess he was supposed to look for the shot, and if the shot wasn't there, okay, play's over. Durant, just figure something out. Then guys are just moving without the ball, like, you know, passing and cutting kind of after that, like you do in just any pickup game. Like, the play is so short. It's too short. And when I see all these other guys, these other teams, they're running plays for, like, a full 20 seconds of the shot clock. Like, the play is still going 18 seconds of the shot clock. They're passing this this um you know these two guys set a some kind of action away there's a l cut here there's another screen here there's a flex screen there like they're doing all these kind of things and we're just like yo pass it play pickup after that and bam is like in a weird bam and draymond i don't know what spots they're supposed to be in on offense because they just kind of float in in people's way a lot of times. Yeah, Bam looks in the way almost every possession. Yeah, Draymond isn't, like, he's not really letting Draymond be enough of a playmaker for him to, like, um, he, like he's not getting loose as a playmaker, it looks like. Um, and Tatum, Tatum just, it's clear Tatum can't play off the ball. That's one thing that is just, it's showing like a lot of the weaknesses as far as offense goes for us. Damien is not a playmaker, not a 
maybe he's a facilitator, but he's not a playmaker. Jason Tatum yes. cannot play off the ball. Yes, and the Durant, league, the league, the way the league is starting to play, everybody could get a lot of assists. Yeah. So like the assists don't tell us who the real point guards are anymore. Right. That's true. And, and what's crazy to me is Popovich is like coaching these guys as if mm-hmm. they're too stupid to to like play to have depth and and to run different sets. Yeah. But also like they should be smart enough to figure everything out. Yep. I agree. He like, he is doing that and he's like Yo, Durant, you're great enough. Just get us a shot. That's what it looked like in the whole fourth quarter of that game, of yeah, the France game. And the, this last Czech Republic game, Durant was spectacular. Like, he mm-hmm. was all he over was. the place. His sh- shooting was great. He was getting yep. blocks, steals. He was locking guys up. Yeah. The problem with Durant, and we've been, like, we can't get that every night for some reason. I guess it takes too much work. No, we can't. Which I understand. Jimmy Butler has told me that not a lot of guys are built for it. Mm-hmm. To like really do it over time. And the thing is, and this is what's been Durant's biggest thing of his career. Durant is a better, he starts the game off better when he's uh, like a um, a role player. And then let him turn up yes. from there. Yes. You don't let him start the game off as your go-to guy. And then say, then try to back him off the ball. Yep. You let him start off the ball, and if he's feeling it, okay, thanks. Thanks for coming to the game, Durant. Here's the ball some more. That's what kind of has to happen. But doing it the opposite way, like Popovich thinks Durant's just going to start the game out as like Kobe, it's not That's yeah. not it. It's not his game. He can't do it. Popovich looks like he doesn't – he's not as good at putting talent together as we thought. No, he's not. And and the credit that he got for for Manu Parker and Duncan, mm-hmm. a lot more of that should be to those three than to him. Well, I, let me. I'll push back on that a little bit because the difference is all those guys were birthed into his system in the league. Now I don't think he can just coach a collection of players, but if your first time in the league is playing under his system. Oh, that's he can make that work. But you can't. He's not gonna. That's probably why they don't make a lot of trades in San Antonio because he can't get somebody from another system and put him in his system. But he can take a blank, you know, a blank sheet and you know paint his system onto it, but not the other way around. You know what I'm saying? Because all those guys, he they all got drafted by. Yeah, no, you're right, and, and I should keep it away from San Antonio because that's again the, the the organization like does a lot of things to to make that happen and make that like work for him. Yeah, yeah. If, when you look at when you look at their team, like to your point, when you look at the teams, he's never really gotten someone that got traded there to work well, other than. And this is why the DeRozan thing is such a surprise. The, most of the guys he gets that come in from trades, Hate it. they're like, you know, they, they're just kind of either basic or they're very limited in their role. Yeah, Aldridge hated it. Uh, Rudy hated Gay, it. Rudy Gay was like half the player he was. Yeah, uh, who, probably who, who, a who was before that? There's somebody big. Oh, Stephen Jackson. Jackson had a hard time. Yeah, Richard Jefferson had a hard time. 
Uh, All those guys are vets, by the way, who succeeded in multiple other places. Maybe not, yeah, maybe not Aldridge, but the other guys succeeded in multiple other places. Yeah, and Aldridge was the best power forward in the league when he in, got uh, in a lot of people's yes. in a lot of people's eyes. And then he got there, and it was just he's just he some sucks. big dude. Yeah, he just sucks. <laughs> yeah, so I, that's the that might be the issue with Popovich. He if you have any other thought process of a idea of how. <laughs> The offense should go. But again, if they're work. if if they were struggling, like, and I saw a little bit of this in the scrimmages, mm-hmm. they're trying to move the ball. They're trying to like have everybody included in the play, and yeah. and it just it doesn't sustain because the guys, you know, they're just used to attacking when they got a a good matchup. They're used to attacking it, right. That's yeah. that's why early on I was a lot more critical of the play- players because they're not guarding anybody. They, they don't want to commit to passing it to each other. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks they're a mismatch. Like, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. But now, now we're in the real games, and this team has no identity. Right. They're, they're not playing a certain way, and I'm like, yo, they're trying to play Popovich's way, and they're just not built for it. Right. I, I'd understand yeah. if they were losing like that. It, but it looked like Popovich just doesn't know how to put these guys into these positions. Exactly. Popovich me, looks like he doesn't know how these guys play. Exactly. It, like, to me, when you're building the Olympic team, it's almost like, you know, like how me and you used to play 2K all the time, right? Because you say, all right, I have Dame. I know what Dame's going to do. I'm spreading the floor because I have him. I have Dame and Durant. I'm spreading the floor. I got Tatum. He's a good inside-outside ISO guy. I got Bam. He's a great screen setter. Roll to the basket. He's catching lobs. You know that in a video game. Like, that's all you have to use is their talents on an Olympic team. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. You don't have to make them do anything that they aren't their, like, their badges on 2K. That's all you need in an Olympic team. That's all the other yep. teams do. All the other teams it, is just they play a cohesive style where everybody's included to yeah. then, even if the guy with the ugly form, uh, he feels confident enough to take sh- and make tough shots in the fourth quarter. Yep. I have yep. no problem with Tatum's form, but he's not involved for three quarters, and then he's missing. And it's like, yo, yeah. he sucks. Like, what do you mean? Everybody would miss in this situation. Exactly. And I just exactly. like, again, Dame is not a point guard, and it's like Team USA is shocked by that. What are you talking about? He's never been a point guard. I know, and they are limiting his shot attempts for some. Like, yeah, and he of getting, all people, his shots are being limited. Yeah. What? What? The, what is the that? Quarter, they ran a play for everybody but Dame. I'm like, did you guys not remember him cashing out in That's the what I'm fourth, saying. Like, fourth quarter? Uh, Popovich, like, Popovich should apologize to the team doing that shit. I know. I it's, said, it's offensive. Like, it really is offensive. But, you know, the other difference, to me, it looks like Popovich is afraid to offend other guys for yes. some reason. Because I would have said, "You look, y'all know what time it is. It's two minutes left. Dame, Dame, take us home. That's it. Durant, I know who you are. I know who you are, Tatum. Y'all are good. You guys have some clutch moments. Yeah, and if but y'all know get what it, time it is. If y'all get a good shot, take it. Yeah, but but we're not listen. putting the ball in your hands to get a good shot. 
when exactly. we got Dame on the fucking team. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, listen, we we have watched this season. We've all played against this dude. I'd say this in the timeout. Damien, let's do it. Everyone knows. Take us Everyone home. should know that. You know, and no one should have a problem. Like, yo, pull him to the side. Like, yo, you know what time it is. Exactly. Let's let's, let's take care of it. But the team has to know. The team has to know. Because Durant has to know, look, man, you get open. Because Damien has the ball for at least 16 out of this 24-second yeah. shot clock. But Come that's on. why, like, uh, Keldon Johnson comes in and he fits well because he's like a system guy. Yeah. None of these most of these other guys aren't system guys and Popovich like is trying to do the worst of both worlds where he wants to force them to be system players but he also wants them to show off that they could do everything. Yeah. Why? It, it makes no sense. It doesn't. The fact that I'm looking at like eight or nine of these guys against Czech Republic and I don't know what their role is on the court. I know. I, I don't know what some of these guys are even good at anymore. I mean, based off this. Honestly, honestly, uh, uh, early on in the Czech Republic game, they're getting the most spot up looks for Jeremy Grant, of all people. Who would probably come in last in a shooting competition with this roster? Maybe not last. Draymond will probably be last. Other than Bam and Draymond, yeah, he would be. He'd be last of all everybody but the centers. Yeah, yeah. And like Javale, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. like, it's bizarre where we can't get. We had to try to get Duncan Robinson so we could have a real spot up shooter on a roster. That's ridiculous. Keldon Johnson comes in and looks like he he's like way more of a spot up vet than anybody else on the team. He does. I mean, Zach Levine has to develop into a spot up like specialist in three games. And, and you know, I think this is where we have the difference between Coach K and Popovich. I don't think Coach K had any problem saying, "Hey, you know what you do best. That's all we need you to do on this team." Hey, we all know what you do. That's all we need from you. But I, Popovich looks like he's like I'm, I shouldn't say afraid because uh, you know I'm not. I don't want to accuse him of that, but he looks like he doesn't want to tell guys, "Hey, all we need is your specialty for this team." And that's really a, Grant's specialty is doing everything, doing a little bit of everything, and yeah. and that's all they should use him for. Yep. He comes in, and he's getting spot-up looks, but nobody tries to get him a lob. Nope. He's – there's not – I don't think there's a soul – There's not a soul on any other Olympic roster that can match his athleticism. Grants? Yeah. Yeah, nobody. Not a soul. Nobody. He would yep. – on against – watching Slovenia, he would look like a varsity player against JV playing those guys. Honestly, yeah. I know, I know, I know. And, what you mean, and yeah. Slovenia, like, but again, the difference is Slovenia's got guys who aren't that good, and they know that. Mm-hmm. Like somebody has to play like they're not that good here. I'm sorry, but not everybody can play like they're the best team player on the team. 
It, but and and that's the that's and the point I was making was that's the difference because in Coach K's time, Carmelo played like he was just a shooter. Russ Kobe played, played like, a, like he could. Russ played like but, he was just an energizer bunny. That's it. And I mean, all the bigs played like all they could do was lob and block shots, and that's perfectly fine. Catch lobs and block shots. That's all Chandler needed to do. That's all we needed, you know, from those guys. Dwight, Chris Bosh, all those guys. And and Bosh, talk about someone taking a step back. In my opinion, Bosh is probably one of the most talented big men, like overall, about everything part of the game ever. And all he did was play inside on Team USA. Bosh could hit threes, he could pass. Even D. Wade came in and just hustled, just cut, moved, played with, like, fire. Yeah. I don't see that from any of these guys. D. Wade took very few jump shots in Team US, for Team USA. And that's because that's not one of his specialties. While, while Tatum is taking a lot of spot-ups. And that's the, the, the that's thing worst criti- aspect of his the game. The thing we've been most critical about his game. That's what he's doing the most of. To me, everyone on the team is doing the most of what they don't do best, other than um, Drew Holiday. And yeah. and Drew that's Holiday it. was the one guy who. That, that's why I was excited for him to get there, but yeah. they're not even letting him like have as much impact as he should. No, but he comes out there and he does what he does. Levine is doing pretty good. He's he's doing. He's just scoring for yeah. the most part, going to the basket hard. He's doing that. But the rest of these guys, Tatum shooting jump shots. Durant's handling the ball a little too long. Bam is floating outside the paint. Booker's taking a lot of, you know, trying to take a lot of threes. And, you know, Grant's trying to score too much. So it's just everything that they're not good at. Now, I just don't so. understand. Coach K gave you the blueprint. It was very, very simple. It's so simple. Like, it, it's not... Team USA always knew that Kobe, 2012-08, Kobe's the best player. He's a closer. Mm. He's a go-to guy. But when we could play through other people, we didn't have to play through Kobe. Right. Like you said, it's bizarre. My bad, my laptop's about to die. Um, That's all good. But it's bizarre that, like, only Durant could decide how the games go. Right. That's it's, and that's not good. He got to go. Even Golden State didn't make him do that. Yeah. He wasn't. I mean, Golden State was like an all-star team. And he did. And yeah, they played like it was multiple all-stars, not just KD. They played like they had a two-time MVP on the team, like this team should be playing. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's just, it's frustrating, man. You know what I think it is more than anything? What? This, is, this is the first time we're looking at Popovich where he doesn't have complete control. Exactly. And it looks inept. And, and and that's why, for me, for a long time, calling those guys, uh, you know, Tim Duncan, Parker, those guys leaders, I'm like, they're not the leader on that team. Popovich is the leader on court, off the court, locker room. It's all Popovich and everything – it was like he was playing 2K with that team, with like his created team. It was just all, like you said, it was all control. And this team, 
He re- like relinquished control for some reason. That's that's been Coach K's strength. Yeah, is yeah. coming in taking control. And and uh, you know I think that might be something that was better that they didn't have an, an NBA coach doing it because it's kind of a different level of respect. You know, the I think I don't know if the same if those guys have the same. I, I like I know. As far as like Hall of Fame status, they respect Popovich, but it, he's still technically like their enemy n- normally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm not saying that they don't think he's a great coach. They probably do, but as soon as they leave here, they're trying to beat him again. And with Coach K, there was no hangups. You know, I'm not sure. I don't remember the last time a Duke guy was on the Olympic team. Like, so it's not like he had any history with these guys, you know. Maybe he played. Maybe they played against him in college. Maybe not. I think AD twenty twelve. They had AD. That was. Yeah, he was the only other the college guy that, at the time, yeah. But he he wasn't going back. So it's not like it's any future hang up, any old hang up. It's just. Right. Yeah, you, I'm just here to coach you guys, and that's it. So. That's and that's small. That that really shouldn't happen, but it could happen. You know, it's men. We know how we are. Yeah. It, that um, psyche. These guys play against each other so many times, so many years. So I just I hope this Spain game, man. I hope they're just competing start to finish. That's my thing. Like Fournier gets going, and we're mad that Dame is throwing the ball away. Yeah. How is nobody mad that Fournier just gave us an L single-handedly? But we're mad yeah. because Dame is turning the ball over? Like, all of y'all are prone to do that shit. Right. But stopping Fournier, ter- we're not even thinking about that, even though he's got 24-25 still going. 28. <laughs> yeah, he finished with 28. But, I mean, like, he got oh, going yeah. He got going all, all off of, like, basic shit. He did, yeah. Like, yeah. Cut, you know, like a little misdirection cut on an inbound three. Like a, a mm-hmm. tough drive and one. Uh, drive yeah. and kick three. Uh, offensive rebound kick out three. Yeah. When the when when the finals minutes of the game, and it's... Fournier is just, like, cooking y'all off of simple shit. Yeah, you're mad Dame is turning the ball over, but you're not helping Dame get open for shots. Exactly. Like, Pick one. Again, you this want me team, to just pass it? I, that's not what I do. This team, it's it's shocking because the reason why I'm so negative is these two wins, they haven't shown me the willingness to really improve on their problems. Yep, I agree. You know, of course you're going to play good defense against Iran. They're, they don't have the threats that Australia has or that France has or Spain or Slovenia. Like... Everybody knows that. Czech Republic, same thing. Yeah. I just, again, the defense hasn't gotten any better. The offense looks worse every game. Yeah. It's just guys have to shoot well. And why does Popovich let guys that he coaches work us? Why does Nando DiColo and Patty Mills scorching us like that? Again, like Patty Mills... It's not like his game is like overly complicated. 
it's not. You know what I mean? Like it's not like yeah. it's not like guys are just like getting exposed. It's right. literally a, a lack of attention to detail. Right. And that's that's it's so embarrassing when you're when you spent the month the months leading up to the Olympics every every time they happen talking about how proud you are representing the country mm-hmm. when I get picked up by a team and I'm proud of that and I'm proud to be on the team I wouldn't have the audacity to not play defense right but these guys I guess they're built different yeah we'll see man but like you said they got a tough road it's not gonna be easy yeah, having to play Spain and Australia or Argentina back to back is is tough, no matter what. Even if it wasn't in the tournament, I'm telling so. you, man, they're they're gonna if they get to Slovenia, Luca is sending them home. <laughs> if Luca sends them home, man, I, I'm I may burn a flag after that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's that would. That would be so bad if Lucas. Oh my god. Dude, you have to watch. Have you watched Slovenia yet at all? I'm assuming yeah. oh you have seen them? Yeah. It's just it's like Bro, that they look one like, um, that one little Will guard. Smith's, yeah. They look like Will Smith's team in Fresh Prince. Just pass it to Will. <laughs> Yo, but they Will take shots. Himself like the the one dude, like his feet land like almost crisscross. It's like bizarre. Yeah, but I mean that Spain game—they got going and never looked back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and the thing is, they have so many NBA guys. So, I mean, I shouldn't say so many, but uh, the other dude, the dude who had the good game, um, uh, Can Cancar. I, I don't know how to. Say. Yeah, dude. I don't know how to say his name, but the, the he had the highest scoring against Spain. He, I mean, he's on Denver. He's on the Nuggets. Mm. And, uh, he didn't get a lot of playing time, but you know, obviously, he plays against NBA guys. And we know Zoran is good. Right. We know. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. It was shocking to see Fernandez. Looks like he hasn't aged a day. I know. Yeah, I mean, his <laughs> game wasn't like you know he didn't have to be crazy athletic. But he's still yeah. zooming around to get open. I bet he can still catch those alley oops though. They if they throw him one, I bet he could still put one down. He probably could. That little um that backdoor reverse he used to do. Yeah. He used yeah, to be yeah. so sweet. Sick. He used to be thirty six. Nice. They have a I mean their team is old though. They they're gonna have to find some um Hey, that's, new generation. We, that's down guys. the line. We worry about we worry about getting the gold now. Yeah, right. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. Elba Brinas gets another NBA shot because I like a, I like him. I think he's cool. Seems I, like I, a I good dude. I wouldn't mind it, but I'm not pressed. <laughs> yeah, me, I'm me, okay me. if we will never see him in the league. I'm sure uh, he could easily pop up on like any other pro like basketball thing and do well yeah he could like the well, the tournament that just happened or is this still i think the finals either just yeah, happened or it's about to happen the finals i think are this week sometime this week the t uh, tbt is that what it is mm-hmm. TBT. Yeah. 
He's on FC Barcelona with um, Pal. Abrinas is. So he's on a good squad. They probably make more money there anyway, though. Yeah. Because Rudy kind of left in his prime. So did Sergio Rodriguez. Yeah, Meritich they... just dipped out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Yeah, clearly there's... And I don't know if it's all money, but there's clearly some of these guys, like, there's way more of an appeal to be back. I mean, you know, I, I, I'll never... I'll never disagree with somebody wanting to be closer to home. Yeah. That's always understandable. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and Miritude is on FC Barcelona too. So I wonder why he didn't play on the national team. What country is he from? He's from Montenegro, but they play for they play for Spain too. Okay. But they had a team one year, I think. So maybe he want, maybe he decides to play for them instead of Spain, so I don't know. Ibaka didn't play this year, so. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe it's just different this year. Damn, uh, Colangelo really roasted Kevin Love on the way out. Yeah. Made him look rough. I, I don't, like I said, I didn't mind it. I liked it, actually. I think someone should speak some truth about the, what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Love he. Can't, I like that he was blunt. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, since we are a sports podcast, we do have to say, uh, <laughs> this is this is just a weird Olympics. I'll just say that. I don't want to get too deep into it because I just I'm just tired of talking about it and tired of hearing about it. But you know, Simone Biles is coming back for the the balance beam. Uh, she decided to come back. And uh, help us win that one. Why was it like a mystery? What is? Why didn't they initially just tell us, or she just tell us that it was the? I forget what it's called, but like that condition you get when you like mess up and start like th- overthinking it. The, well, she called it the twisties, right? Yeah, the twisties. Yeah, which it's like it's like I've heard of that. I, I never heard of it in gymnastics. But like yeah. it, it's a thing in other sports to a lesser extent. Yeah, it, it has a scientific name. I don't. I don't know it. Right. But, but it's like uh, we didn't learn that until like several days or even like a week after. Yeah. At first, they uh, had us thinking she was hurt. Then it's just a mental health thing. Like this isn't to me. This isn't. You don't classify this as like an injury. As a, no, as like a mental health, like I need time to take care of my mental well-being. Well, that that's why it's confusing. It's confusing uh, from everybody. That that's what. Right. Because she said that that she needed time for her mental health, but then they said it was an injury, and then she came back and said no, it was the twisties, and then so it, I don't know why they're not being consistent or being upfront with exactly what was going on but that's all the, again the problems i have with Kyrie all year just let us know what's happening lebron too yeah all these the guys it's so unnecessary all, all this cryptic stuff being cryptic is so uh cool now instead of just telling us what's going on because that's all the media ever wants they always want to dog the media and dog um I shouldn't say they, but certain players, certain athletes always want to dog the media, but really the media is just asking what's going on. That's it. Yes. And if they had, if we had a clear knowledge of what was going on, we wouldn't be pressing all about it. 
exactly. And the thing is, if they ask further in qu- further questions, that's when you say, you know, it's none of your business. Right. But but the first thing we need to all these people wondering why you're not participating, we would like to know. Uh, and they, you're you know, you're not working for yourself at that point. You're participating on behalf of the entire country. So it's not like it's it's like the NBA yeah. or something else. It's something a little more serious but i'm glad she's back i'm hopefully she's okay uh hopefully all the athletes dealing with that are okay um oh hey i don't know how they're dealing with the beds <laughs> yeah that, couldn't, those couldn't things, be me yeah it's crazy that's tough stuff i the whole quarters looks pretty pretty wild i, I like how they have it set up those different towers did you see that mm-hmm I thought that was pretty cool, but yeah. Yeah. Good thing it's only for like three weeks or a month or so. So, all right. Well, we'll get out of here. We'll be back again. Um, We're gonna catch up on music finally. Movies, Uh, shows. We got a lot. Yeah, we do. We do. We may have to double up a few times this week. Maybe. I mean, not this week, but a few weeks just to fully catch up. A lot of music is coming out. A lot of music just came out. Um, but you guys, I think our listeners know that if something really big happened, we would we would mention it. But other than that, uh, we just got new music we feel like are worth talking about. So we'll bring that. Um, other than that, subscribe, follow us, yeah. No Clue Podcast. Thank you guys Instagram. for listening. Thank you for listening as always. Post, turn our notifications on, you know, the little bell, whatever, on YouTube. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next time.